Welcome back, everybody, to the Luck We Had a Shameless Recap podcast. Let's talk about our nonsense up at the top. There's a writer's strike. Hey there. Hey. <laughs> All your favorite shows are delayed. Or just going to get canned. It's if Grey's Anatomy survives a second writer's strike, like they they survived the 2007 writer's strike. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, is it crazy to say that was, like, the height of their, like, popularity? It was season three. I mean, they're still popular, but, like, I mean, like, live live viewers, you know? But, like, again, it was season three. It was early days. True. And they survived Damn. it. Same True. with Supernatural. They they started airing at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. What a, yeah. That's crazy to think about. What do we think is going to get canned by the writer's strike? I think we're going to lose a lot of good shows. I know... Stranger Things is delayed uh, filming right now because of such. Which was such a baller boss-ass move. Yeah. Ne- they are clearly Netflix's biggest profit margin right now. Yeah. And them going like, well, there's no show without the writers. Guess we're waiting. I feel like I've seen the majority of the strikes are outside. Like, I feel like a lot of on social media is everyone outside of Netflix right now. Yeah. Well, they were... The guy who played Sean showed up to support them. Did you see that? Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, yeah. some selfie with one of the picketers with him, and I was like, hell yeah. I saw John Mulaney was there. The biggest thing with this strike is, uh, like, the writers want streamers to be transparent about how much people are watching their shows on their service and then get- getting paid the proper residuals for it. And it's specifically Netflix going like, go fuck yourself. We're not negotiating with that. Yeah, because they, they don't want to pay writers anything. I learned about this in like a TV history class I took. It's specifically they pay for like the library for a certain amount of time. They don't pay based on viewers. Yeah. When um, like, it's essentially a rerun. You should get paid like yeah. it's a rerun. Did you see Pete Davidson, like, delivering pizzas? To I the, did. Uh, and people were like, I can see why he's sexy now. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, who else spoke about the writer's strike? Uh, the guy, one of the guys from Ted Lasso, Roy Kent. Brendan Hunt. Yeah, he was there. Blake Anderson made, like, a video. It was kind of silly because he was, like, trying to, like, read a speech. And he's in the WGA, I think. But he was he was trying to like read his speech, but then it was all like jumbled mess of words, and he was like, "Um, writers, man, like <laughs> we need them." Because <laughs> yeah, so the guy that played Lucifer in Lucifer had a sign that said, "I'm an actor. I literally don't know what to say." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quinta Brunson's was good. AI can't write Tariq's raps. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Avidon, Avidon, Avid, Davuti Vig, so I'm a gravit. <laughs> I didn't realize that her boyfriend in that show is the guy who does the rap like i put my dick in a bag of doritos is it he yeah that's i know i know vince staples plays i know vince staples plays like her boyfriend in vince vince staples is mo okay yeah zach fox plays her his her boyfriend and oh he's an internet guy okay that makes sense well yeah she was a buzzfeed person so that makes sense yeah he oh my god, he's like, collabed with Flying Lotus. You're kidding. Yeah, he have you seen that viral clip when he's like, I put my dick in a dick in a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Oh, he was in the Eric Andre show. Or he he yeah, was um yo. he was interviewed on the No, you're kidding. He was in Kuso. What's Kuso? He co-wrote Kuso. Okay. Kuso I mean, was I'm this. I'm sorry to do this. <laughs> no, like it's it's cause it's like okay, Kuso was this movie. Um, in 2017, it was a really, really cool concept. It was written by Fly- Flying Lotus, like the DJ, and also apparently Zach Fox and another guy. And 
it's this like it's like a series of vignettes of like a post-apocalyptic LA. I watched it because Anders Holm was in it, but it was so fucking disturbing and gross because it's body horror. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, it was really hard to watch. I had to quit like 20 minutes in, I think. Yeah, it's really spooky. But a really very, it is a really cool idea. And like they've created this whole like world within it, but. Oh my god, it was disturbing. But yeah, that anyways, is so interesting. Crazy derailing, like always. Um, anything else about but yes, writer's we, streak? We very clearly stand with the writers. Like, yes, good sure, media doesn't so. get done without the writers. Like, and fucking, um, I think it was App- Apple or Prime. No, it was Amazon Prime saying, like, we want the showrunners to come back to work and do their non-writing jobs. The showrunners are like, we are the head writers. Like, like we are on strike. <laughs> That's what a showrunner is. Everything you well, yeah, it's like everything the showrunner does is steeped in writing. Like, because it's based on the narrative decisions and how that fits in with production. Like they are the like showrunners oversee everything, but they are also linked from they are also the link from writing to production to post-production. Yeah. Sorry. I said to Zoe, I was like, I feel like Saturday Night Live knew that the strike was going to happen because the person they had slated to host this weekend was Pete Davidson. Like, so they didn't get anybody real. Like after well, after it was Kieran Culkin and after that it was Jennifer Coolidge. Okay, I'm kind of glad I'm kind of glad we've we've narrowly avoided a Jennifer Coolidge hosted SNL because That's I crazy. do not think she would do a good job. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, wow. I love her, but I agree. Uh, I would have killed for Kieran though, because Kieran is my favorite boy right now. Yeah. He, okay. Succession, Emmy, etc., etc. Sarah, Sarah Snook, Emmy, etc., etc. I just saw Brian Cox is going to get put up as lead. I just actor. saw that. So they're I going to be against each other. Okay, Wait, Brian Cox and who? And Kieran Culkin are going to be <sighs> against each other as lead actor. That is the most Logan thing he could have ever done. And against That's Jeremy crazy. Strong, like they're going to split the vote like crazy. I feel like, okay, honestly, and I know Evan, you're not caught up, but this isn't like a spoiler or anything. Mm-hmm. Like Jeremy, despite Kendall having such a big role this season, Kendall has been taking a step back narratively, I think. Yeah. Like, like Kendall, like- Roman is being like, Push to the fucking front right now. Same with Shiv. This this yeah. whole last episode that you haven't watched is like a really Shiv heavy episode, but it was fantastic. She's making me feel loco. Is she pregnant? Yes. Is that confirmed? Okay, I couldn't yes. tell. They are so like they tell you in like either jumbling nonsense or they literally like I don't know like the way they speak makes me feel crazy sometimes so sometimes I miss important details okay but good yeah no she well because of that phone call with her doctor and her doctor yeah after that phone call I was like she must be pregnant okay but the thing my mom and I have been talking about is that like (laughs) is that like in the show she she's supposed to be like 20 weeks so she's like almost six months pregnant and she's not showing at all wait what six months five months 20 weeks five months that you don't necessarily start showing yet. I feel like bitches be showing at two months. What are you talking about? There are some people that get through entire pregnancies and have no idea they're even pregnant. No, but True. I feel like she's one of those built women that. Would I mean, show. I do feel like I do feel like she is wearing like for like for Shiv's fashion sense. She is wearing looser clothing this season, and I think that's on purpose. But I'm she like drinking, hasn't she? Mm, I, people are arguing about it because they're saying like she's probably fake drinking 
it's like like just miming it or something you know yeah like or like spitting it, it out like, after or doing like a fake sip or whatever yeah especially because like she did this like super invasive genetic test to like see if the baby was okay just to like go and drink after that is like i don't think she would do that you true know that. true that amanda you don't watch the show at all i do not no. <laughs> it's it's, it's crazy if me- it it's crazy. crazy it's crazy but it's also like if meetings were a show <laughs> no, but it's so funny like all the i love getting the comp like everyone's like uh impressions of the characters and just like the insults and the way just like they speak i'm just like well that's why I, that's why i started veep because it was all the same writers like veep was oh, before shit. succession so when veep ended that whole team basically moved to succession because it's like because because jesse armstrong worked on veep and so did like a bunch of other writers that are on See, succession p- paralleling um fucking arrested development to succession <laughs> yeah for real oh my god you know what i'm gonna say Speaking. something and this might fall on death e- deaf ears um for right now because you haven't started barry yet but people are comparing barry to better call saul slash breaking bad right now and it's pissing that's me off that's crazy transitioning into more shameless related news the bear the whole, the bear first, the whole next two. season is gonna drop the one the whole season's gonna drop at once which is crazy they need to stop doing that that's yeah, that's what they did that's what they did last time i know but we need that weekly discourse yeah give us like two I know, episodes I know, I know. and then make us wait week for week that's honestly i feel like that's why it's been so hard for me to get into television regard besides like succession and barry but like with the recent like forms of media is just like the instant drops where i'm like i missed that discussion euphoria week was probably one of my favorite like three month periods of my entire life or like two month period like yeah. i don't know weekly discourse online and like with friends and getting the watch like live on air and shit like that like that made something and that's how i felt when i was a kid when i had all those fucking stupid shows i was obsessed with but like damn damn media dude yeah, I do wish that they would give us, like, two episodes and then give us a yeah. week at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Like, it also gives the show an opportunity to grow an audience. Because, like, with streaming, they expect first day numbers to be, like, amazing. But it's, like, people struggle to find – I mean, like, it's – it's like, they struggle to find their audience, especially if you don't have, like, a huge star. Um, oh, my God. HBO headlining. Max just recently released – like um kind of infographic of all of their shows and like how they've maintained being streamed and a lot of them are like bump bump like they they have dips and they have dips and peaks our flag means death was like the day it premiered and then a solid line that's like, so funny <laughs> just a consistent viewership that's so funny that is that is one of the most like loyal fan bases i've ever seen yeah in my time here <laughs> And, like, if you watched it, you definitely talked about it. Speaking of talking about TV shows, hey, let's talk about Shameless. Oh, yeah, that other show. <laughs> Can't uh, we are... The ugly duckling of the TV shows. Stop! We are taking our sweet time getting through season five, but this episode's gonna hurt us real bad. Let's go! This is one of the ones that I feel like we reference a lot. Yeah. This is a Shameless Recap Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Amanda. Oh, hi. I'm Evan. <laughs> <laughs> i'm another host i'm lena <laughs> i'm like i don't go second i go third evan come on i know i'm sorry <laughs> i stuttered i was reading the that's intro <laughs> uh yes that's evan and lena and this is a shameless recap podcast and we're transitioning away from our gossip about other television shows God. into our gossip about this television show that 
aired in 2015 uh <laughs> when you were like when you were like that's evidently now i was about to be like dumb and dumber <laughs> 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 but let's get into it shall we uh, this is the episode 510, South, season 5, episode 10, Southside Rules. It aired on March 22nd, 2015, and it was written by our girl, she Sheila Callahan. This is her sixth of 12 shameless episodes she writes, so this is halfway through her tenure. She did 305, Sins of My Caretaker, 311, Order of Room Service, 405, Like Father, Like Daughter, 408, Hope Springs Paternal, 503, The Two Lisas, this one. 606 NSFW, 611 Sleep No More, 704 I Am a Storm, 709 Ouroboros, 805 The Miseducation of Liam Fergus Burkhart Gallagher, and 810 The Church of Gay Jesus. Damn, banger after banger. People used to call her like Mrs. Galovich on, yep. on Tumblr. <laughs> if there's one thing we could count on, it was that Sheila would give us Galovich content. Did it always have a happy ending? Absolutely not. But she gave us the fucking content. And she also wrote on the iconic show United States of Terra, which I believe was lost to the writer's strike. No. No, I forget when it aired, but it ended abruptly. And I Damn. remember that. Um, Hemlock Grove, sorry <gasps> for your loss. She's very Hemlock busy. Grove was a great show. Did you guys ever watch that show? I did not. I should. It, so it was... Uh, I, forget, I think this family, they go to this uh, remote, like, island, or they live on an island or something, but it's basically about, like, werewolves, and it's, like, really, really cool. And I Ooh. forget, one of the Skarsgård brothers is in it. I think, of course they are. I think, is it Bill? Is it Bill Skarsgård's in it, or? He's Bill, it. Bill Skarsgård is So was it him? Is no, Pennywise. I know he's it. I know that, obviously. Alexander Skarsgård is Matson's succession. True Blood. Yes. Oh, I went True Blood, but yes. Oh, yes. Um, um, their dad is in Mamma Mia. There's another brother. There's another brother. They keep dropping new ones. Skarsgård update. <laughs> uh, but while... Uh, oh, it is Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård in yeah. Hemlock Grove. It's a great show. It literally remember watching it in like fucking middle school. Really eerie. And then there's this other show about like some fairies island or some island Speaking show. That was a crazy show. Speaking of Bill Skarsgård, uh, this episode was directed by Michael Uppendale. This is his first and only shameless episode he directs. However, he does a lot of one-episode directing jobs, a lot of Ryan Murphy projects, but also Castle Rock with Bill Skarsgård and Noel Fisher. Whoa. Did he direct an episode where Noel's character was still, spoiler alert, alive? <laughs> oh, I don't know, actually. I didn't um, check which episode I'll look, he did. I'll look it up because I, I did yeah. watch Castle Rock. But he did a lot of one episodes of Glee, Weeds, The Walking Dead, Scream Queens, AHS, Daredevil, Hollywood, Ratchet, Fargo. He did 11 episodes of Mad Men. Whoa. Um, the two episodes he directed of Glee, um, Choke is the episode where Rachel fucking bombs her Niata audition in like season three. Freak. And then Glee says like the season four episode where all like the people who broke up in the like the, at the beginning of the season, it was like Kurt and Blaine and Rachel and Finn and Santana and Brittany and fucking Will and Emma. And that episode was Glee. And so when they were performing the Grease the Musical, so everyone reconnected <laughs> with the people they had broken up with at the beginning of the episode. These yeah. are two crazy fucking episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he directed uh, specifically three, like the first couple episodes of Castle Rock. So the ones where Noel was alive. Yeah. Well, I think Yay. Noel. I think Noel dies in episode like five. 
he directed is that the one, one when he gets four. like sucked into the vent yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> i remember uh, watching no. that clip and laugh. no 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 he like goes crazy he like has a moment he sh- he's a prison guard he like shoots up the prison and then i think i know but then he gets him. like sucked into the sewer or something yeah he, oh, gets, he like, does he gets like scooped I forgot up by that. Like, the entity or something like that yeah like the bill skarsgård like monster thing gets oh him. i so forgot that I remember laughing. Speaking of so Yellow Jackets, I mean Melanie Linsky was the lead in that show, and Jane Levy, Miss Mandy, was in it. She's a bomber, and she and she was in The Last of Us. She yes. was in The Last of Us. Oh yeah, and she got fucking torn. Her husband was in the show. It was really cute. He played one of the zombies. He also he voiced Dipper in Gravity Falls. What's his name? Jason. You're Jason Ritter. Joking. Yes, I didn't yes. realize that was so- him. Son of legendary John Ritter of Three's Company and Grounded for Life fame. Yes. I, uh, an actual, an absolute sitcom king. Damn. He God. played JD's dad on Scrubs, too, John Ritter. I had I watched a couple episodes of Three's Company for... And Scrubs. I watched both of those yeah. for um, a class I took. Okay, so all-star team writing and directing this episode. God. Amazing. Okay, and this episode is about... Frank is enjoying his time with Bianca until she thinks he has developed feelings for her, and then she leaves him. That's it. That's the whole synopsis. <laughs> that is a fucking spoiler and a half for the synopsis, though. I know. Like, that's like, that's their someone... whole arc this episode. Like, why know, did they like... do that? But, like, that's the whole synopsis. Yeah. Nobody else is included in Mm-mm. it. Well, they were preserving mystery. Yeah. Uh, the previously done was, uh, the previously on was done by Fiona on the toilet. Like, I'm taking care of five kids, and I even know what happened, and, like, there's no toilet paper. Classic. And previously on Shameless, last time we were here, Chucky went to jail and so did Carl. Fiona kicked Sammy out. Ian finally got put on some meds to help manage his bipolar disorder. Lip started fucking his professor, and her husband is cool with it. Debbie is dating Derek. Lip and Kev are selling weed at Lip's school for extra cash. Gus went on tour and left Fiona behind. Frank made a new doctor friend who's dying of cancer, and Sean's son is moving to Pittsburgh because, but his parole officer said he cannot go with them. Damn. Boy, oh boy. Credits. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I Look at this giant ass Coke I picked up from the gas station <laughs> because I didn't have time to go get boba because my bus took too long. So I was like, let me hit up the gas station by my house because I needed a beverage on this hot day. I'm so mad that okay. we don't record in person because I wish you would have brought me boba. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I literally, so listeners, I uh, had gotten off of work early and I was just like, I'm going to get some boba. I was like, I wonder if like they would want any. And though I literally was about to text, hey guys, do you want anything before the recording? And then I remembered um, two of us are in the United States, states apart, and the other <laughs> one is in Europe. <laughs> okay. It's okay. So we open. On a close-up of Mickey attempting to give Ian a blowjob. It's just the sheet moving. The bedroom door open while Debbie sings along terribly to whatever she's listening to. And baby Liam watches from his bed. I hate it. Aren't him and Ian Movie and magic. Liam like, making eye contact? It's like yeah. intimidating. I don't like this scene. <laughs> and like it's all terribly romantic. But somehow Ian isn't getting hard in this situation. And he's frustrated. He's really frustrated about it. And he's like, oh, it's the fucking meds. And Mickey's like, yeah, but maybe it's the jacked up teenager or the toddler staring at us, you know? Well, it's like, it's like, girl, Mickey, why would you even start that? 
Like, door open, baby in the room. Like, y'all didn't set it up to be, like, candlelit with fucking, like, Prince playing. Yeah. Like, goddamn. Like, Ian Ian was like, he was like, indulge me for a second. Like, <laughs> maybe it'll work. <laughs> but, like, the absolute growth that Mickey, kiss me and I'll cut your fucking tongue out, Milkovich. He, like, he's, he goes from don't express affection to me in front of anybody to, yeah, I'll blow you while your sister's down the hall and can see us. Like, growth. <laughs> They say they'll try again later, and he gets all of Ian's meds for the day laid out, and Ian's like, what are you, my fucking nurse now? Mickey, of course, kisses him on the top of the head, goes, take your fucking pills, bitch. He kisses him on the head. (laughs) He gives him some, like, fucking day-old Gatorade. God, it reminds me of Frank's piss Gatorade. Yes, me too! (laughs) I hate warm Gatorade. Warm Gatorade is, like, my nemesis. Uh. I need my beverages to be cold. So they go downstairs where, for some reason, Sammy is still in the house. Go away. Uh, Mickey tells Ian, hey, no caffeine on your meds. And Ian pours himself a cup of coffee anyway. And Mickey's like, throws a hand up in the back. He's so real. Uh. (laughs) Uh, The milk has gone bad. And Sammy says, well, it's not her responsibility anymore. To which Debbie asks, why are you still here? Literally. (laughs) Great question. If it's not your responsibility, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Apparently she's still looking for apartments. But like, look in... You're in the yard, in a tent. Get the fuck out of this house. The water is also shut off and no one went grocery shopping. They all had stuff to deal with. Mickey gives the last part of a leftover donut to Ian because he's like, you take all those pills on an empty stomach and you're going to have diarrhea real bad. Is this the scene where he's like, I got to poop? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Takes one bite of a donut and goes, I got to (laughs) poop. God, the best scene. And then the parallel to Franny. He was just doing that to piss him off, though. (laughs) He was just like... Yeah, he didn't have to poop. Or, like, maybe he did, but he's also, like, I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> okay, but, like, after, not to go there, but, like, after I have my morning cup of coffee, it's the first thing I'd be doing, too. Real. Meanwhile, in Lip's professor's house, uh, Helen, I think her name is, uh, the husband is cooking crepes for breakfast. I love him. He's so silly. And the husband calls Lip the new boy in, like, a <laughs> sort of mocking tone. I bet, I bet Jeremy Allen... Jeremy Allen White could make those crepes now. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Dude, I'm so excited for like new images of him in the kitchen to come out, like promo images that people use as memes because they're so funny. (laughs) Okay, so Helen and the husband ask if there's anything they can do to make this situation less weird for Lip, any boundaries he has to set. And he's like, no, I'm good. Because he's like, what the fuck do I say to that? Would would we consider her husband cuck? Yeah, but it's, like, consensually. Does it, yeah. I think they're just open. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's that one point where he's like, oh, he just wants to watch. I do feel like he likes it, though. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like it is, like, a like a kink for him. Because it's like, why would he go out of his way to, like, cook him breakfast and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Over at Bianca's house, Frank is giving her tea and aspirin and a cold compress. He's actually kind of killer when it comes to hangover management. He's he knows the drill and he suggests a great dive diner dive diner with really fantastic shit on a shingle, which is a uh, cream chip beef on toast. Ooh, I haven't had chip beef in so long. That sounds awesome. You've heard of it called shit on a shingle before, right? Absolutely not. Oh, yeah, that's what it's called. It's because no. it's you toast yeah. it so that the toast is nice and firm shingle and it looks like that. Yeah, and it <laughs> looks like absolute vomit. Yeah, I'm like, I definitely see where they got the name from. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not an appetizing name, but, like, it's still very delicious. 
It's and it's that would be great hangover food. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my favorite is biscuits and gravy. That's my fucking mm. go-to. Sausage gravy. Mm. Uh so Bianca starts to come to her senses now that she's sober and she kicks Frank out of her house. She's like, "Oh my god, I've made a mistake. Get the fuck out of my house." Homeboy slept on the couch last night. <laughs> You're lucky he didn't murder you. Right? But smart move. <laughs> but he already part. robbed her, so no <laughs> true. She's got money to burn. Uh, not a very smart move. Pretty much anything Fiona's up to. She is at Gus's apartment, watering his plants, looking like me the two weeks that my parents were out of town. Like, I think this is what you do to plants. And then she's picking up and smelling his t-shirts. Girl. <laughs> like, been there, done that, but like, weirdo. <laughs> she calls him and it's kind of awkward. And he says he's confused about them. And she says she's also confused about them. And Fiona's like, well, why don't we set up a Skype date for Skype sex and he seems into it and then they hang up with no like love you nothing like that have they said I love you I forget they're married yeah that doesn't mean anything (laughs) I think like I'm sure they did at some point at least especially after they were married like those first couple days where it was good yeah I feel like I've never I don't remember if I've ever heard them say it I don't know if it's ever been on screen who is yelling outside my uh-huh. Someone who has something to say. Ugh, <laughs> oh, Debbie. Okay. She goes to the gym with Derek, and he says he wants to have sex tonight after they eat barbecue. Which, why? <laughs> Absolutely not. They definitely did that on purpose to be like, we should have some barbecue, and I want to have sex tonight. Like, uh, barbecue is not a sexy food. No, it makes you bloated and gassy. Ooh. No, I mean, I he's a teen hurt. boy. What can he? Ex- what do you expect from him? <laughs> he's bulking. Uh, meanwhile, Kev has the babies in the dorm and they're crying, they're crying and upsetting the college students that live next door. And one of them even knocks on the door like, hey, can you knock it the fuck off with the crying babies? Um, but V calls and says one of their milk moms is out of commission. So now he has to push this strain of weed like a little faster at school. And so when, when that kid knocks on the door is like, hey, you have to shut your kids up or we're going to turn you in. Kev's like, oh, what a shame. I was about to sell you all of this weed for half price. I know his like voice gradually getting louder. And then someone like in the hallway just yells, cheap weed! And they all come flying in. Hell yeah. That's community uh, right there. It sure is. At home, Fiona and Debbie are putting together a, par- a care package for Carl. And Debbie says she wants to go to Planned Parenthood to go on the pill. Oh my god, yeah. And Fiona's super uncomfortable, but says she'll set up an appointment. God damn. Are they, are you, hmm, okay, like, logistically, how much of that care package would even actually make it through Right. Juvie? Like, like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Well, it's also, like, care package and Juvie? <laughs> Just refill his commissary. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, they probably will have to pick through it or, like, maybe give it to him and, like, They're gonna throw a bunch of shit like- out, probably. Carl's not gonna read a book. Don't send him a book. Yeah, like, like, fuck no. off. Uh, We go to Ian at work where we get to see through his eyes like we did when he was a little manic uh, that the meds are making everything just a little foggy and a little out of focus. Um, And he clearly feels like really numbed out. And we see him focus in on the grill top. And then he walks over to it and puts his hand down for just long enough for it to burn him. That should be sizzling. It's boiled. (laughs) It blistered. 
at least the chef that was like there, like turned around and saw it seemed like nice. Like, hey, would you like me to get you the first aid kit? Are you okay? <laughs> it was so funny because he like pulled up his hand and it's literally like bloody raw. And he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like so nice, but like so, it was like no so nonchalant that his hand's literally like falling off. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, do we now need a Frank sex scene? Why was this necessary? One One might ask. Because uh, he's fucking a woman in the bathroom of the alibi while he rants about Bianca. And the woman, like, puts up with it for just, like, a little while. And then is like, okay, I'm done now, actually. How did he seduce her enough to even, like, get to that point, too? Uh, he somehow always manages just to fuck randos in the bar. I don't get it. Like, I don't think I would ever be that drunk to fuck Frank. Right? No. Like, like I feel what? like he stinks. <laughs> He's stinky. He definitely <laughs> smells bad, for sure. Unless he, he, maybe he took a shower while he was at Bianca's. He does he was like, like, like he was like, he was like, this is my opportunity. <laughs> Fiona comes into the bar with Liam, and they have, uh, she and V have some girl talk about Gus and the Skype sex and V and Kev's problems. And then Frank comes up to them with his boohoo shit about Bianca. And Fiona's like, I would literally rather help Liam go poop right now than to listen to this. So we're going to go poop. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> V asks Frank, okay, so what's the scam with Bianca? And Frank's like, there is no scam. I just, I just like her. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no scam. Like, honestly, like, yes and no. Like, he definitely does enjoy her time, but he also is abusing her wealth and her situation to do more crazy, reckless things, I guess. I mean, he also doesn't know her. Yeah. Like, they've spent a total of 24 hours together at this point. But I think he sees her imp- depressive but impulsive decision-making, and he sees Monica. Oh my god, that is such a good take. That is an amazing yeah. take. <laughs> yeah. She looks like a young Monica, like he sees- Because she's blonde, and she's Monica blonde. Oh, yeah. you are so right. Damn. That's also, why, that's also why Queenie was such, like, a thing for Frank. Oh, yeah. It all comes back to Monica every goddamn time. Damn. Yeah, you're so right. And V asks, like, if this is for real, does the world stop spinning when you look at her? He says that her and the barflies are no help. And then he leaves an almost completely full beer untouched on the bar. Oh, my God. They're like, no, this is serious. I know. Because they all, like, stare at it. Like, what do you mean he just walked out of here without slamming that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, So in Lip's dorm room, his girlfriend Amanda has come to visit and he's vague as hell about how he made the tuition thing work. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, wait, I figured it out. It's, don't worry about it. And then she says the lesbian roommate that she's been fucking is too clingy. And she wants to go strictly dickly for a while. She was complaining so hard about how that roommate yeah. was like not over her and like blah, blah, blah. And then yet like continued to fuck her. So Bro, stupid. what are you so thinking? Like. Uh, queer women don't get any joy on this show. Um, he blows her off. She's like, hey, let's fuck. And he's like, mm, no, thank you. And he tells her about the situation with his professor and her husband. And she's like, uh, are you falling in love with her? And he's like, no. But then he once again turns up free sex with Amanda. And she's like, okay, so like also eventually I'm going to need my car back. <laughs> I know. She's like, so you won't give me what I want. So I want my car back. Yeah. She's like, this is weird now. 
And then literally seconds later, you hear a loud scream and all of Phil of Lip's residents have a really bad reaction to the synthetic weed. They're all like tweaking out. Yeah. Like, was it ever... Did it was it ever really established what like yeah Kevin finds out but I don't remember that the no 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 that the weed was synthetic yeah like did he know he was selling them he didn't know until after because I think like I forget if it's mentioned he knew he got a cheap batch and when they start having the reactions he's like well that's why it was a cheap batch right okay yeah, like yeah I think that's the only indication was like he was like well damn that's why it was so cheap like i didn't know if it was like a th- like he was trying to cut corners type thing Mm-mm. he just saw a deal and took it and then went oh fuck <laughs> damn that's really scary that is so scary synthetic weed is some of the most evil stuff on planet earth i think i didn't even know that was a thing because what is it like salvia is salvia it, yeah. yeah or spice i think they're the same thing yeah sorry keep going one of them's like he's like <laughs> freaking out on the floor they're having like very bad and loud reactions to this i mean weed. yeah they're literally like hallucinating they're tweaking <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, like, convulsing. At home, uh, Sammy sees Ian's burned hand and offers to take care of it. And she's like, well, you'll have a nice fat scar. And he says it'll match the one he got in the army. Did we know he had a scar on his hand from the army? No, they never mentioned it before. And they will never mention it again. Maybe it's from stealing the helicopter. But they do, he does does hold his hand up and there is, like, a scar on it. Yeah, but, like, we have never seen that before and we will never see it again. Helicopter Uh, moments be, like... (laughs) Say love you. And he tells her, like, how he got it and that the MPs are after him after all the shit he pulled in the army. And she goes, wow, hardcore. And he goes, no, just mentally ill. <laughs> but now Sammy knows things. Terrible, horrible things. Ian, don't talk to her. Not the MPs are after him. Oh. At Planned Parenthood, Debbie and Fiona are bonding over Fiona's story about Monica bringing her here for the first time. Also, if you have a little extra money lying around, why don't you go ahead and donate to Planned Parenthood, everybody? The doctor tells Debbie, she's like, here is the pill. The pill does not work until you've been taking it for 48 hours. Do not try to have sex before that. And if you do, use other protection. And Debbie's like, got it. Like, she could not be clearer. Like, bitch, you are lying. (laughs) <laughs> you do not got it. <laughs> and Kev comes to Lip's dorm and sees all the kids having the weed reaction. And yeah, it was an honest mistake. He's like, I just got cheap weed. I didn't know why it was cheap weed. And they're like, okay, we have to round everybody up to keep them safe. And while they're trying to keep one kid who keeps slamming his head against the wall to, from going out Lip's door, another one jumps out the window. He says like, he says, like, I can fly or, like, I'm a bird or something yeah. like that yeah. as he jumps out. But, like, that should not be able to happen because every single dorm room in this fucking country has windows that don't open wide enough for a human being to fit out of for exactly this reason. Who? Am I crazy? Is it Tony Revolori who plays this kid? I'm no just, idea. or am I, I just it's... misremembering? He plays, he plays, he's in a different episode of Shameless. I don't think so. Tony, I don't know who that is. Keep keep going. He's in um he's in a uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, Spider Man, the guy Spider-Man. from Spider Man, Sp- in Spider Man. Yeah. I don't think it's the same kid. It's not him. Yeah, the guy from he's in. Sc- I think the it's a kid that just looks he like him. he was in an earlier episode. He was in a season three episode. Okay. Oh, who, who, who I was, knew who he was in Shameless. He was Sanchez. He was probably like a kid buying an essay from Lip. 
I think you're right. Either that or no, no, no. He was, it was something with lip. I can't remember if it was drugs. I think, I think it was something drug related because this was a season three episode, the American dream, the robot thingies. What's it called? No, no, no. It was the kid that came into his room while Lip was, like, in his bedroom getting dressed. And he's like, this essay you gave me isn't good enough. I think it was <gasps> yeah. that kid. I think so. No, I thought that guy was Korean because then Lip makes a bunch of really racist oh, Korean jokes. Right. Oh, <laughs> and then he because he because he, he, he makes a joke about Jewish people right after. No, this kid's name was this kid's name was Sanchez. I don't remember what he did. Wait, was it the kid? Was it the kid that owed Mickey money? Yes, it might that, be. Yeah, the kid at the yes, locker that owes yes, the Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> You're right. Damn, we would kill oh bar trivia. <laughs> That's trivia. crazy. Yes, you are right. That's For the record, Tony I didn't Rebel Google Lori. that. I just racked, racked my little noggin. But I okay. do know, isn't Robbie from Shameless in this episode? Yes, he is. No, yes. he was in the previous episode or so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He was like, Sorry. he stole my weed. And he you was mean like, Robbie from Victorious? Yes. What did I say? You said Robbie from Shameless. <laughs> because he is at this point. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay, so yeah, that kid shouldn't have been able to jump out that window because college dorm windows don't open now that far. So that kids don't jump out of them. Uh, at home, Ian is sitting depressed in bed and Frank comes in butt-ass naked uh, to borrow Ian's deodorant so he can smell good for his Bianca date. And Ian's like, I don't have any. I ran out. And Frank's like, of course you did. And of course there's no fucking water in this house. He's been using lips, hasn't he? Or or Carl's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ian gets up and gets changed and goes downstairs where Mickey is setting out all of the vitamins that he picked up at the pharmacy. He says, I didn't know which bees to get, so I just got all the fucking bees. <laughs> and Ian ignores all of uh, Mickey's talking about the vitamins that he just picked up. And he's filling his backpack with beer one-handed. And he, Mickey's like, hey, what the fuck happened to your hand? And Ian will not answer him. And Ian's like, so we're going to go out. And either you can stay here and jerk off into your vitamins or you can come with me. And that's your call. He's like, he's like getting all up on him too. Like he's like fucking stancing him. Like he's picking, tall. He's picking a fight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's already laying the foundation for a fight. Yes. Uh, back over to Frank, who's bringing Bianca flowers that he clearly pulled out of somebody's garden. You can literally see the roots on them. <laughs> Her sister is at the apartment and tells him to fuck off and go away. But he refuses to back down because he's Frank Gallagher. So he goes around the back and climbs in the dumpster and tries to jump up onto the fire escape. But he keeps he ends up falling into the dumpster. <laughs> it's so funny and so he just starts screaming until bianca opens her window and he tells her that he knows how to live every single day of his life like you're going to die tomorrow and he says stick with me woman and you will not go gently into that good night Damn. he is so kind right though like it's he's kind of real for that like i'm kind of getting into this storyline it's kind of good it is kind of good in the last episode it felt like a waste of time but I'm getting into this. No, it it is actually good. I think I think it does go up an entertaining fast place. too. Like everything's just like boom, boom, boom. We're, boom. Right, we're already halfway through. I was like, whoa. I know that's what I that's what I was looking at. I was like, damn. <laughs> um, her sister pulls her back into the apartment, and Frank's like, okay, I'm gonna sit outside and sip this bottle of vodka. You have until I finish to come out here. An insane sentence. Yeah. <laughs> The whole bottle. And in a crazy person sentence. 
Uh, speaking of weird fucking relationships, uh, Lip has brought his broken college student to his girlfriend professor's house so her husband can take care of him. She, I don't, like, honestly, I get why he did that, but that was stupid. Yeah. Well, because he heard her husband be called doctor. So he's like, oh, doctor. And she's like, he has a doctorate. Like, he is not no, a doctor. Yeah, it's like he forgets that everybody's called doctor on, like, a college campus. <sighs> And she's like, I, he cannot fucking help this kid. I need to call 911. Uh, at home, Fiona's upstairs being stood up for Skype sex. And so she calls Sean instead. And she's wearing her wedding ring on her right hand. What is up with that? Maybe Why because she she's like, ring? maybe. Placebo. Well, maybe she's like, okay, like, I don't want to take it off because I'm not divorced yet. Yeah. But also, like, we're not together. Like, she doesn't want to believe it yet. I've also heard I of, like. like- I've heard of people doing it where they're, they'll wear their engagement ring on their right hand until they're, like, married, and then they'll switch it to the left hand. Huh. Or maybe it's like, something I, with, I, like, like, a... I, looked at her hand, and then I looked at my hands. I was like, that's the wrong... That's the wrong hand. <laughs> Let's see. On the right ring finger... Yeah, in some, in some countries, the wedding... In some countries, the engagement ring is worn on the right ring finger. Huh um yeah weird just a weird thing i noticed anyway sean is waiting for his ex to swing by and pick up their son and his stuff and then we go back to lip and helene she called 911 because they needed to call 911 and he's freaking the fuck out about it he's maintaining south side rules about everything he's like we can't call the cops he's on drugs he'll get in trouble i have to stick by him and she dude good samaritan law come on yeah <laughs> And she's not into it. She's like, drop the whole noble thug shit. You're covering your own ass and you know it. You have the choice right now to recognize that you're a promising college student, not some ghetto outlaw. Now stop behaving like the world is out to get you while it is so clearly dropping gifts at your feet. Or you can keep doing what you're doing and end up in a cell somewhere, angry and out of options. And to be honest, she spit. She spit with that. Yeah. <laughs> No, she she's spitting it. Just 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 at least this season, because I feel like like in the past it is like the world is kinda out to get lip, but there was a whole arc where it was like he kept running away from opportunity and opportunity kept finding him. So yeah. and what happened? And what happens to Lip? But even after all of that, she gives him that like very relevant and important spiel, but then she's like, get out of here. Help me get this kid. I'll say I found him. I'll say he like collapsed on my lawn go so like, right, like that is such an easy solution yeah. why did they not think of that earlier or why didn't lib think of that earlier like oh i just found this kid like <laughs> you're on a college campus you find kids everywhere yeah literally. yeah you're an ra yeah exactly <laughs> uh back with debbie she's getting her nails done by derek's brother's baby mama uh and she's learning all about teen motherhood and this woman says when derek's family took her in when she had the baby, it felt like she got the family she always wanted to have. And that lands in Debbie's little noggin. That lands right there. Insane. Because Debbie has a pretty okay family for the circumstances that they're in. Yeah. They've got a roof over their head. They'll get the water turned back on. Like, Well, it's also like I, I, a lot of their problems are like circumstances that they are in, not how much they like each, like each other. Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't really, like, fight just to fight. So I'm just, like, I'm, like, you and your family get along, like, pretty well. I think she just doesn't want, what it really is is she just doesn't want responsibility in a weird way. And she thinks that, like, 
being taken in by another family, even though she's caring for a baby of her own, would, like, free her of that responsibility. Yeah. She's forgetting about the whole having to raise a baby. Like, having a baby. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so then we go back to Ian and Mickey for an iconic scene. They hop the fence to get into the baseball field. Clearly a different set from season two, but we can pretend. It's okay. Because it's like not a below ground dugout. It's an above ground dugout. Uh, Ian goes to try to do pull-ups like the last time, but he's out of shape and his hand is hurt. Yeah, dude, fucking drag in a burn on a mm, dummy. Yeah. But also he just wants to feel something. Yeah. He Ian pulls out one of the beers and Mickey's like, yo, dude, you, you can't drink that. It'll make your blood fucking toxic. And so Ian puts the beer down and throws a punch at Mickey. Oof. Oh. And then doesn't, like, the guitar riff of the song has already started, right? Not uh, yet. No. Not yet. That starts after. Not till they're, like, really pushing and shoving. But, like, he says he's sick and fucking tired of Mickey nursing him. And he says, I need the shit-talking, bitch-slapping piece of Southside trash I fell for. Where the fuck is he, Mickey? And Mickey says, fuck me for giving a shit. And Ian says... Give all the shits you want, but the next time my dick is limp from all the meds, don't go all, uh, uh, it's okay, wet, just suck harder. Like, uh, he kind of ate that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, every time he says that and he spits it, I'm like, uh, Ian. <laughs> God. What are you doing? see. They know what buttons to push with each other to get that, like, fuck you, like, fight reaction. Especially because he then calls him, like, a slur. And Mickey's like, oh, I'm gonna beat your ass so bad right now. (laughs) And then they beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. They just start fucking swinging. And, like, honestly, they're, they're both mad for various reasons. And they kind of needed to get this out of their system. They needed to beat the shit out of each other. Definitely not the healthiest well because it's like they're not beating the shit out of each other to beat the sh- because like they're not i'm not condoning this because this is bad that they do this <laughs> but it's like they're taking their aggressions out about other problems through each other yeah. like it would be the same thing if they had like hate sex or something yeah. i feel like yeah. and this is like how they fell in love like, right fighting and fighting. but i'm like i'm like, like it's not that i'm like it's not that ian is mad at mickey and it's not that mickey is mad at ian they're mad at the situation that they're in yeah. right now ian's mad that he can't feel shit and that he can't get hard and that like all this stuff and he's like okay like to get my anger and aggression out i'm just gonna like beat the shit out of mickey and mickey's like yeah. well i'll beat the shit and out of like, you too I wanna feel i want to feel like my old self let's go back to the dugout let's beat the fucking life out of each other and, like, be the thing we always, we, like, fell in love being. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, that's bad that they do that. And I'm glad that later they're, like, it's bad that we do that. But <laughs> yeah, they're for like what it lame. is right now, at the end of the day, they're both, like, 17-year-olds. So God, I always forget how young they are. Ian is supposedly still 17. Yeah. The way the fight ends with both of them laying on the baseball field and, like, kind of half-heartedly like swatting arms at each other it's like you know there's you know the beef is squashed when you know they're, that they're just when like... they're trying to strangle each other and they're both like <laughs> choking and trying to strangle each other it's like guys <laughs> just stop but then they both quit it at the same time they're like no we're yeah <laughs> and then they sit up and coming up for <laughs> what a song they get all they get all 
up all bloody and bruised and they shotgun some beers and like when Ian stabs the one beer it gets it all over Mickey and Mickey flips them flips all. all that's so funny look and like they, a fucking rat they sit there and Ian says this is the first time he's felt anything since and he means since like he took Yiv and Mickey says you look like a wet rat and then they kiss and they kiss and they start k- taking their clothes off and we cut away the way he said he's like you look like a wet rat that is it is such a fascinating scene it's yeah. crazy like it is yeah cuz when you really get it's- into it like when you really start to nitpick it and you nitpick their like their characterization fascinating scene mhm over to Fiona who has come to visit Sean and see his son off His ex seems sweet, like she seems like a nice person. She's nice to Fiona, and she seems to regret having to take the kid away, but she's like, I got a new job, and it's a really good, like, it's a really good job with really good pay, and I couldn't not take it. And so, like, no hate to Sean's ex. She seems nice, and she's just doing what she's got to do. Gus calls while she's there, and Fiona rejects the call. They go to the bar where they drink soda, and she tries to check in on him, but he won't let her. And he accuses her of making other people's problems her job and that she uses it to avoid her own problems. And she says she's here because she cares about him. And he accuses her of lying in wait for him to be for him to be vulnerable so that he will finally say yes and fuck her. Damn. Damn. I really enjoy her standing up for herself. She's like, okay, I see that you're in a dark place right now. You don't get to take that shit out on me. Yeah. They are seriously in, like, such a rock and a hard place right now. And then because he's pissed off and because he needs something to happen, he picks a fight with a guy at the bar. And I can honestly say I don't remember this scene ever. Like, I don't remember this happening. I must have blocked Sean out of my head completely. I do. I do. I do. I remember this. I do. He just keeps on, like, nagging at him. And then she literally is like... Did you do that on purpose? And he starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> maybe. It's really funny. I do because I remember um, the scene after where um, they're like in the kitchen, the Gallagher kitchen, and he's nursing a some sort of cut or something. Or no, that was because of. That's that's a later thing. That was so earlier. Yeah. But like, I I think I just have Sean blindness. I like just don't remember a lot of his shit. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, But he gets his ass kicked and he can only laugh about it because he was trying to get his ass kicked. And then back at the dorm, Kev is sitting fucking terrified uh, about the kid that jumped out the window. And Lip comes back and they get to talking. And Lip says, since his tuition is covered, they need to stop selling and Kev has to go. So Kev does not take being kicked out very well. He's like the kids like him here. I he can be he can be u- of use here. And he's like I have nowhere else to go. And Lip says go home to your wife. Literally, like, like, oh boy, come you've on. had a bed and a roof this entire time. You're choosing to hang out with a fuck a bunch of coeds. And he missed his wife the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he thought about her. Come on, showed her off. And then we cut to Bianca showing her sister the door. Her sister is crying and saying Bianca's being selfish. Frank is still there and Bianca opens up to him because she's like, she's not going to do treatment. And that's why her sister thinks she's being selfish. And she asks, why are you doing this? Why are, why are you here? Why are you being here for me? And he's like, I don't know, but I'll never push chemo on you. And I'll never make you feel bad for not getting treatment. I won't tell you to fight. I'll never make you feel like you're obligated to try. I'll just be here. Damn, just a little support. Just someone to be there to listen. 
Yeah. And steal your money while he's at it. Well, she says, thank God, let's go get tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Baddie. Back at home, Debbie has taken Derek to her bedroom and says she loves him. She met him five minutes ago. Um, he says, oh, you're the sweetest. She says, I love you. He says, you're the sweetest. He's like Telling. the most like fucking blank faced individual you could ever like meet. I feel like he doesn't show any emotion. He really doesn't. And then they like recasted him later. Yeah, as like a, oh, did yeah, they? they did. Yeah, they did. They recasted goes, him later. When he comes and it was back weird. from like the army or whatever, he's like a completely different person. But like, dude, he- they did the same thing with Jesus and the Fosters. They were like, "Whoa, you look so different." Didn't it go from like Jake T. Austin to Noah San <laughs> to Noah Centineo? Yeah, that's so funny. He was like, "Hey, it's me." <laughs> But uh, he pulls out a condom, and she immediately says, we don't need it, I'm on the pill. Bitch. Baby trapper! Literally. Uh. She, like, baby trapper! They get down to business, and we cut away, because we've never seen a Debbie sex scene, and we never will. Well, and she was, a, she was still a minor at this yeah, time. Yeah, no, like, I'm so. not, that's not a negative thing. That's just, like, a fact of the show. Yeah. Uh... uh do we? Is that true? No, I think no, like, no, 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 no. That's not true. Season eleven with that guy I in the don't bar. Think that counts. It counts to me. Okay. <laughs> I think it counts. I think it counts. Uh, Fiona is tending to Sean's wounds on the sidewalk, and she calls him out for acting like he was acting. No, he called. So sorry, she calls him out for acting like she was acting when he called her a chaos junkie, and he tries to shove her away, and sa- and she's like, "I'm not going to leave until I know you're okay." And that you're not going to go get high. And he's like, I'm not okay. And I'm not going to be okay. My addiction is serious and permanent. Like, this is not going away. Then he yeah. kisses her. An addict's always an addict. He never stops saying it. I think I remember this scene. And then he kisses her and he tells her to go home. And speaking of going home, Kev is back at his. V is asleep in the bed with the girls. And Kev gets in, barely even takes his shoes off, doesn't take his jacket off, and slides into bed. And V wakes up. The song up. here. What's, I know the song here. What's the song? Uh, It's called Cherry Blossoms. I think it's called Cherry Blossom. Okay, come back to me like in a, two seconds. <laughs> but V wakes up and they just like look at each other and they don't have a conversation. They're just looking at each other in the bed. And then Lip goes to the hospital to visit his resident who has a broken leg that'll heal easily in a few weeks. And Lip's like, did you talk to the cops? And he's like, yeah, I told him that your buddy sold me the weed because I don't want to go to jail. And then he looks at, then he just keeps going and going and Lip's like, oh my God, you're kidding. And the guy's like, yeah, man, like Southside rules. We don't, we don't fucking snitch on each other. Oh yeah. Okay. It's uh, Cherry Blossoms by Night Beds is the song that plays in that scene. But yeah, like they laugh about it. Lip says, thank you. The kid says, don't worry about it. Where I come from, we got each other's backs. Time to kill ourselves. Okay. Bum, Fuck, bum, this. Bum. Fuck this. Fuck <laughs> this. So there was like that wah wah wah. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I'm so angry wah, wah, wah. that we have to talk about this scene. <laughs> I think so. the episode actually ends right after Lip and his buddy have a conversation, and then it cuts the credits, right? Oh, yeah. And that's the end of the season. Yeah, actually. no, that's right. And like all the critics were like, why is this episode like five to six minutes shorter than it usually is yeah there's a glitch the writer yeah. strike guys oh oh yeah <laughs> they got them <laughs> okay so they're walking down the street drunk 
singing Sing. Love is a Battlefield uh. at the top of their lungs. And they seem happy, like happy. And they talk about how they've never gone on an actual date, like sitting in a restaurant with food and wearing shirts and shit. And Mickey's like, okay, let's go to Sizzler. Like, let's go on a date right now. And they go I think inside. I think it's like Mickey, he's like, like going on like a real date. And he's like, like Sizzler. And he's like, let's go to fucking Sizzler. <laughs> have you guys been to a Sizzler? I don't think I have. They don't, they don't have them in my area of the Midwest. <laughs> I don't think. Or maybe they do, but I've just never, I've never been to one. But well, I've never go- seen one either. They go inside and they're happy and they're talking about how they're going to get a steak so rare it's still mooing. And and Sammy is standing there and she says, Ian, I think you're a good person and I'm so sorry. And she calls in the fucking MPs because she I hope she dies. (laughs) I hope she dies. I literally want to knock her out. I'm going to put a curse on her. Ian tries to run and Mickey tries to fight. And, but they throw Ian down on the staircase and pull a gun out on Mickey, who's got fucking murder in his eyes. Dude. And he's screaming. Emmy! Yeah. He's screaming, Emmy! <laughs> he's screaming, you can't just drag him out of his fucking house. He's sick for fuck's sake. And Mickey just keeps asking, where are you taking him? Where are you taking him? And Fiona runs up on the house as this is happening. And Sammy, from the porch, says, it's a shame when someone you love gets taken away, isn't it? Bold of her to choose Ian too. Didn't Uh, come on. Like literally doesn't feel They don't give a shit about him sometimes. (laughs) Doesn't someone go? She was like, Kara's literally incarcerated right now. Yeah. Right? Like he already got taken away because you turned him in, girl. Yeah. Like you didn't have to do it twice. For one brief second, when that happens, Fiona and Mickey are standing there together. And they, like, look at each other. They should have run into that fucking house and killed that bitch where she was standing. Like, I Oh, but the MPs were right outside. <laughs> uh, no, they drove away with Ian. They got in the car and they fucking drove Mid-air away. Oh, yeah. Because they... She's got her... Fiona's got her hand on the window yeah. as it goes. Ugh. Ugh. We cut to credits. I couldn't identify the song. I'll find it. <laughs> next One time... Second. But next time on Shameless, Ian faces the force of the army for his crimes... Debbie and Mickey come together to torture Sammy against Fiona's wishes. <laughs> Hel- Helene brings Lip to a cocktail party without telling her husband. Bianca and Frank get closer. Monica comes to visit Ian in jail. Ooh. And Fiona and Sean have a little date just in time for her husband to come home. I love that for them. Um, The end credit song is Don't You Start by Sleepy Kitty. This is a good music episode. I think yeah, there's some like, really great songs here. Coming up for the song while the song while Ian and Mickey try to fight the MPs is called "Cigarettes" by Kobe Brown. I feel like that's a good one too. But ow, damn! The fact that this episode is does so much damage, and the fact that this is one of our shortest recordings, and we honestly talked for about twenty minutes before we even got into the episode. We were talking so much bullshit. And like, what was at, that all about? How did that episode go by so fast? I was so ready for this one to be like at least two hours. But like, it does no same. I was telling people, I was like, I'm going to be on this call for like at least an hour and like, a half. It's a, it's like a fast burn, not a slow burn. It's a fast yeah. burn. It, this this episode fucking moves. It Sheila knows how to keep it brief. She's like, let's get this story done. Yeah, dude. 
every episode uh, genuinely feels real. like it was under like two minutes each scene. Like I feel like they were so short. Oh God! But they weren't like forgettable. Mm-mm. They were short, but they weren't forgettable. Everything did something to develop each character's uh like every scene matters right now. Yeah. yeah. God damn! My what goodness! Do, what do we think about this episode, guys? It hurts, it's a good one. But it's so good. Rewatching, yeah, rewatching it is a little hard, but yeah, definitely because those are it like, makes sense for what it is. Such like Ian and Mickey growth scenes that are the worst things. <laughs> like it's just like yeah. yes, we see them develop, but we're like, why did they have to go through that though? It's definitely my second least rewatched episode. I've rewatched the Ian and Mickey scenes, but like the end of the episode, but the episode as so a whole. Uh, but like episode yeah. five twelve is the one I've. I think I might have only seen it like twice, if that. You're gonna have a time. You're gonna, have, gonna such have every time. second of it. I've definitely rewatched that one more than more than that, probably four or five times. Because I think I might have rewatched season five before season season six started, anticipating season six like having content. <laughs> And then I watched the first episode of season six, and I was like, "Oh, I'm done." Actually, <laughs> doesn't like season six is good. You're, you're. I think you're gonna like it just fine. But uh, ow, ow! I want Sammy dead, just like Mickey. I agree. Fuck this lady. Fuck this lady entirely. Uh, and what Sheila Callahan did a great job writing this episode. So I sure do hope she got paid for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> show and like yeah we're gonna see a lot of our favorite shows returning soon but that's because they were filmed and in the can and they're going up and the fucking writer strike man we're gonna lose a lot of good shows to this writer strike dude streaming fucked up everything we already lose good shows every goddamn week because streamers streaming just doesn't like waiting. i love i i i love like streaming because i mean obviously it makes things like accessible relatively even though they're like expensive but streaming ruined television Television, for sure period i fully expect like i am i am preparing for the worst i am preparing for hbo to pull the plug on season two of our flag means death i'm preparing for season two of uh a league of their own to to never make it to amazon prime like i'm Nothing. They were getting a shortened. They were getting a shortened second season, weren't they? Yeah, and so now I'm afraid it's just never to like happen. kind of a sense eight treatment. Yeah, damn. Like, we lost. Like the riches got got lost to the writer strike. Pushing Daisy. Oh, and what a show! Oh, what I a show that was, that show, dude. Pushing Daisies got lost. The show Lost had a terrible season because of the writer strike. Heroes had a terrible season because of the writer strike. The only show that like was better because of the writer strike was Breaking Bad. And that's because they weren't given the chance to kill yeah. Hank and Jesse. And Supernatural. And Supernatural, because then they wrote in Castiel. If it yeah. wasn't for the 2007 writer's strike, we never would have met Castiel. Let's go! Yeah. Uh, so I hope the studios pay the writers so that we can get more shows. Uh, we People will can have livable incomes. We will keep rewatching exactly. Shameless and screaming about it, but we want other shows to scream about for the first 15 minutes of every episode. <laughs> well, and we also want the writers to get residuals from us yeah. rewatching. Yes, exactly. Like every time we rewatch an episode platform. on Netflix or on Xfinity or anything, 
they should like that should count as a rewind. And then re-run. when Amanda watches them on DVD, she mails them a check every episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I rewatch them on Xfinity when I rewatch them because I don't want I don't want it to show up in my Netflix like continue watching. I'm like, don't lock me. <laughs> <laughs> But you do have the some of the seasons, or all of them, right? I have the first five seasons. Gotcha. Uh, and I think maybe season 11. Yeah. I, I remember I feel like you texted four, that and be like, huh, I got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. All right. Anything else to say about this episode, y'all? No. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Disproportionately short yeah. recording. It was. I know. I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like I would have had more to say, but they said it for us, I guess. Good writing. Like yeah, I like we're writing. left speechless. Yeah, satisfied but speechless. And I know it's been taking us a very long time to get through season four, but hey, or season we're five. But we're getting there and we're figuring it out. And it is now almost ten o'clock. It is ten o'clock where Lena is, so we should In let you uh, have your nighttime. Uh <laughs> At least this is one Did of the earliest Did you just call sessions. it the down under? I know. I realized after I said it, it was the wrong place. <laughs> it's actually the up above ease, so. Uh, slightly. Just slightly, I've been listening to a lot of men at work recently. <sighs> yeah. I come from a land down under. But it was lovely chatting with you both. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to finishing season Love five. Thank you so very much. Um, and we're devastated, but yeah. we will keep going. We gotta get through it, though. <laughs> um, you can find us where you can find us. It's in the description. We've done this enough. Y'all know where to get us. It's down there. Don't even worry about it. Luck we had pot on Instagram. <laughs> Luck we had pot on Twitter. Email us luckwehadpot at gmail.com. Follow all of our socials separately. If Twitter is still them. alive, you know, every day, I expect that app to crash. So God, that's a whole nother fucking... 20 minutes before the episode debate um okay so i guess right. until next time yeah uh, let's work making it an early one guys all let's right go. all right peace out y'all <laughs> peace out bye bye